Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. My client is looking for a skilled band of adventurers. You see no signs of any people. There's no candlelight in any of the windows. I've no doubt the Ramlord has forsaken this place. Something is spilled near the well. Like an ichor? Is it like thick? Goopy? Do I touch it? I guess I shouldn't touch it. <laughs> Do you have any way of uh, running any tests on that there, Icker? Oh, I plan to. There is one particular building that, as you get close to the smell, is very strong. There are six bodies under large, heavy blankets. I take off my wig. I have a nice, bald head. <gasps> Your wig? Those cultists raided my home and left the deadly spell plague. It's why I'm in the process of joining the Alchemist Guild. I want to get to the bottom of this. The sample of coagulated blood that you have seemed to be moving on its own. What? <laughs> oh. Hmm, a bit of necrogen. Evil magics, perhaps. We might be facing a spell plague after all. So is it safe for us to assume that this is a type of spell plague? It's safe for us to assume that none of this is safe whatsoever. <laughs> for us to assume anything about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I hope you have some kind of gloves other than like your metal gauntlets that you can use to handle this stuff because it seems really dangerous. I imagine that would be in the alchemist supplies. I mean, they wouldn't be like fancy, like modernized latex gloves that, you know, snap, but... yeah. Yeah, something like that. All right, so I haven't been affected by, or reinfected, I should say, by this these elements. As far as you know... You've been careful not to touch the blood. Any rolls as to our infection would probably be done in secret by the DM without us knowing. <laughs> and then if one of us were to casually say, you know what, you're looking a little bit older today, <laughs> <laughs> then we would know something is probably wrong. Well, this is, this is very suspicious, and I, uh... I have a confession to make. Another confession? Are you wearing a skin cap underneath your wig? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I actually, I, I didn't tell you guys the truth when I told you that story about how I tunneled under the ocean. Oh. The Rathgon Hills actually aren't too far from this village. Uh, maybe a couple weeks uh, southeast from here. Oh, really? You're from this area. Yes, I didn't want to tell you, uh, but it's become much more clear to me, especially after uh, looking at these samples, that we might be seeing more of uh, that very same spell plague. Oh. It did age my people. Oh, no. Why didn't you warn us about this before we came into this area? I didn't want to... I, I didn't want to assume the worst-case scenario, Aslo. Like, if this is what's happening to these villages, this is really bad. This is very, very bad. Well, I'll say so. Shaba has, like, this distraught look on his face, and he looks up at you and just kind of, like, with almost, like, a, like tears welling in his eyes, he's like, you mean there's no tunnel under the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, the, the pressure and the, the... It would kill you. You'd die. I feel so tricked. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, buddy, and I put my hand on his back. Everything's going to be okay. We don't have time to worry about the fact that I lied to you both. We have to get to the bottom of this before it spreads to more villages. I don't want to see the same thing play out. Do you think this is what took uh, the three men that we were that were here to look for? Hmm. I can't be sure. 
I think we need to keep looking. They would probably look like much older versions of themselves if we were to find them. Mm. Well, I've got the solution for that. So I'm going to take those three sketches that I've made. <laughs> Do an age advancement, like a computer <laughs> age model? composite. Well, no, they use artists for that. They don't use, uh, um, to my knowledge, I don't think they use a computer program. I think they use artists to age, don't they? Yeah, oh, really. They yeah. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be like, all right. So add some wrinkles here. Add some gray to the hair. A little male pattern baldness here. Yes. And Willem probably drank too much in his uh, later years, so we're gonna. <laughs> he's a little bit yellow. Got some liver spots. All right. So I make I make these sketches, and uh, what do you guys think? Here's what we're looking for. All right. I'm already back to back to sleep. <laughs> well, I think they look great. They're wonderful sketches, and they'll be sure to come in handy. Oh, thank you. And then I fall asleep. <laughs> Unless it's my turn to... Yeah, it's probably your watch now, because he's been experimenting for a few hours. Okay, never mind. I, I wake up groggily and uh, rub my eyes and say, Good luck getting to sleep after a discovery like that. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I lay awake thinking about the horror of the spell plague being re-released into the world. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty horrifying. Like under my covers like this. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, um, I watch until the dawn. By the time you're up, it's actually already about dawn because you went to bed so late. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then I'll just watch the sun come up, but not directly because that's bad for your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will... You uh, knew this back then? <laughs> <laughs> I've stared at enough sunrises to know it's bad for your eyes. <laughs> He's actually been stumbling around blind this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so while I stare at the sun coming up, I cook you guys breakfast. And, uh... We have a nice little breakfast while we all sit around being scared. <laughs> Is there sausage involved? Uh, yes. Venison sausage. Oh. Hmm. Exotic. Yes. Guys, I, I, I didn't sleep at all last night. I was thinking about the spell plague wrecking havoc on this world. Yeah, I slept like a baby until you told us about the spell plague, and then... I mean, there's no telling how far this has spread. We have to get to the bottom of this. It does seem dangerous, but, uh, I mean, we do have our job to think about first here. I want to make sure that we um, make a good name for ourselves in the industry, so... Yeah, so the Rathcont Hills, where you are from, Tokus, are to the southeast. So we're heading in the direction of your homeland, which is where the spell plague that you know originated. Yeah, but I mean, that's, you know, two weeks away. Not only that, like, that it's dormant from what I knew. So then this would be a widespread plague if it had anything to do with the one in your homeland. Well, okay, hold up. So the thing about spell plagues is uh, they're spread through magical means. Like, somebody had to... Start it. Yes, correct. Via a spell. Mm -hmm. And or a plague. Hence the name. Well, no, it's, it's alchemical in nature. Like, it's a combination thing. They might have mixed it and put it into a vial. And, okay. You know, I, I'm guessing they dumped the vial in the well, perhaps. Poison the old water supply. But why would someone want to do this? Uh, because they're jerks. <laughs> mm. No, no, it's, there's something much more sinister in play here. Some bad people just do bad things because they can. Or because they're bored. Well, I don't like to believe that there's actually bad people. You know, some people, they're just misguided, maybe. Uh, in my experience, there are many bad people who do bad things just because they can. Badness is more rampant than you think. More rampant than goodness? Quite a bit, yes. Hmm. 
That's why it's important for us to be good, because there are so many people who aren't. Well, perhaps that's yet to be seen. I'd like to think that everybody's got a little spark of life inside them, and joy, and happiness. Aslo, you don't know these cultists. Yeah, I'm kind of like, you're deluded under my breath. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? (laughs) Nothing weird. I mean, they ransacked and killed my my kin and took all of our valuables. Yeah, this is a sore spot for Shaba, but he's not saying why. Not yet, anyway. Maybe they were just like collectors of shiny things and they wanted <laughs> your valuables, you know, to add to their collection. You know, if they were merchants, it might have been fine. They could they could certainly buy them from us, but no, they, <laughs> they took everything. Now, here's another question for you, Tokus. Uh, was your clan, it was a village of rock gnomes? Well, we actually live down at deep in the caves. Okay, so you didn't really particularly have many ties to the outside world or anything? No, us us gnomes like to keep to ourselves. Okay. A lot of people don't really understand us. I can see why. Uh, (laughs) It's all making sense now. We made some of the best uh, cut jewels in all the kingdoms. Hmm. Some of the rarest. I mean, probably uh, the kings even here wear some of the jewels that we cut. Wow. Probably. Hmm. It's good stuff. So technically, we do know how far this plague has spread. It has spread to here. I didn't think that it would spread. I mean, it, it kind of did its damage all those years ago. Oh, this was years ago that this happened? A couple years ago, yes. That I did not realize. Hmm. So this is a new outbreak. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. I think that this is related, but separate. So I say there's only one thing to do, and that is to burn down the entire village. <laughs> <laughs> Before it spreads any further... So we can just stop it in its tracks. Well, what uh, what about all the, the, I don't know, all these people's homes and their belongings that are here? Asla, they're not coming back. They've probably all aged by now. Maybe even just a few treks down that road. Yeah, we have pretty much surmised that they took everything that was valuable with them. So... Why don't we do this? Before we burn everything down, let's search the village and see if there is anything valuable. And then we can bury it uh, in a hole that we dig in the center of town so that it's here when they come back. And then we'll burn down all the buildings. And then we'll post a little sign that says, all valuables here, (laughs) just so that they know. Buried here. If you are from this town, the contents of this hole belongs to you. All thieves and brigands, please ignore. (laughs) And we're positive that there were no survivors, right? We're positive that... Just the dead ones. There's no, for example, children hiding in closets or cupboards. (laughs) Eh, Let's just torch the place and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Well, we haven't really checked every house thoroughly, but I say that if... We are going to go through with this whole fire scheme. We thoroughly search the town. And we can spend all day doing it. Thoroughly search and maybe even call out, um, you know, hey, if there's any survivors here, uh, we're going to burn the place down. So Hello you should come out. out there. <laughs> of course, they might see that as like a threatening thing. but I mean, that would make me feel better about burning down a whole town. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surely as a fledgling adherent of the Alchemist's Guild you would know that there's no problem that can't be solved by fire. (laughs) I suppose there's some good logic to that. Well, shall we? We shall. Tokus, you're strangely silent. Do I take that to mean you have reservations about this? I just, I don't know what to think about all this. I mean, I'm trying to think about the fact that, you know, this um, spell plague might even be spread by us 
burning everything. I mean, we don't, we, there's still so much we don't know about it. And I mean, me, I'm just, you know, I'm just an apprentice to these alchemists. I, I, just, I think it's amazing that I was able to figure out that it's related. Those were some uh, clutch experiments you performed last night. Quite clutch indeed. <laughs> Quite. Uh, what's the word I'm, what's the medieval-esque word I'm looking for? Uh, dope, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> they were lit. Good sir, you have the dopest trousers I've ever beheld. <laughs> Uh, They were quite timely, these experiments, and we owe you a great deal. But we'll get to that later. Now we need to decide whether to set fire to this village. We owe you a great deal of, like, emotional gratitude, not anything monetary, of course. At least I don't. Not yet. You haven't fulfilled your part of the job yet. I think I think the two of you have already come to your conclusions. I mean, I think you're going to, you know, burn the town whether or not I say do it. Well, look, we're a party here and Stripey always votes how I don't. So if you and Stripey both <laughs> vote opposite to us, then we'll have a tie and we can't burn down the village. It's as simple as that. Hmm. So the decision really is up to you. What say you, Tokus? I just wish I knew more about this spell plague, how it was spread, you know? <sighs> Obviously, I wrote down all this data. I re, re-explore the, uh, the data from the experiments, trying to figure out if burning is a good way to neutralize the, uh, the spell plague. The Rathgaunt Hills, they are in the kingdom of Dynesia, are they not? No. They're in the next kingdom past Dynesia? They're, I mean, kingdoms are pretty small, remember? Right, right. So it's quite a ways away. So are there a couple of kingdoms over? Yeah. Over two weeks' journey. Okay. So growing up, were you familiar with the village of Pilshire, Tokus? Uh, well, I, I wasn't uh, part of our merchants. Uh, you would know that you at least had some trade dealings with this country. The question I'm leading to is, would any of us know how many villages are between here and Pilshire? Oh, you already know. Pilshire is the next town over. Okay, so like we're not going to have to like leave a swath of fiery destruction in our way. <laughs> Unless you want to. <laughs> yeah, if we, if we want to, then sure. If we burn this down, this could potentially just be the only time we have to resort to that. I mean, I don't see anything in my in my files and my data that suggests that the fire will spread, but there's nothing in these that suggests that it won't spread. Well, now, in your experience with this spell plague that you endured, uh, do you remember how that was spread? Was it bloodborne, airborne? I, I try not to relive it. I just I remember chaos, and oh, it's just it's horrible, horrible memories, Shaba, that I, I don't really want to uh, relive. I do remember that we ended up having to seal off the hills to never be opened again, in hopes that it would not spread, mm. which is definitely why this is throwing me off. Yeah. It shouldn't be here. That's why I think the cults behind this, I think that they uh, conjured a new spell plague. It certainly seems that way. I would feel conflicted about just leaving this here the way it is for not only other travelers who may come across it, but also animals who may come and potentially feed off of the dead. Uh, Obviously, up until now, nothing has fed off of any of the dead because they were sealed away in closed buildings. But we have now broken down a door and shattered a window. (laughs) So if we're not going to burn it down, we should at least bury all the bodies. Or at least board up the houses that we've broken into. We need to do something as opposed to just leaving this the way we found it, in my opinion. Well, I I will say this now that we know that there's a relation uh, and that there probably is some nefarious group behind this. Um, How much do we know about this town? Because, I mean, the reason that they, you know, ransacked 
my homeland was because there were valuables there. Uh, I know that we earlier assumed that the townsfolk took the valuables and led, but, but what if somebody else took the stuff here? Okay, if we continue our search throughout the village, did they take everything of monetary value and leave items that would be of sentimental value behind, by and large? Or are those items also gone? There's not really much left, either sentimental or of value, except for whatever was too big and clumsy to carry along with them. So they did get out alive. That leads me to believe that these people actually took their own belongings. Hmm. Well, this might mean that the cult or whoever did this perhaps poisoned the well in secret. I think there's some weight to your words. I think we need to continue on to Pilshire and hopefully find out a little bit more there. Uh, my chief concern is how, how do we leave this village? Why don't we seal off the well and uh, we don't want to move the bodies. This is a complicated issue. Yeah, because if we move them, then we're risking contaminating ourselves further than we already have by slicing open their jugular veins and taking blood samples. <laughs> well, what if we just burn the houses that had the uh, contaminated bodies and uh, find some means to seal off the well? Would that be enough, or do you think we really should destroy the whole place? Yeah, I think that's a fair compromise. So we found dead bodies in two buildings. Let's continue and do a thorough search. Like, I mean thorough. Like, uh, as I said earlier, we will spend the entire day if we have to breaking in, breaking down doors and looking through the entirety of this town. I don't know how we're going to seal off the well, honestly, but it's not like we could burn it down either. <laughs> this supply depot, at least, I'm sure it's a freestanding building on its own. But as far as the house where we found the one body, I don't know if there are other houses around that could catch fire if we tried to burn that one. Since there aren't all that many houses in the village, they're kind of spread out a little ways. So it's not a huge issue. All right. Um, the only way I can think of to seal the well is like if it's a stacked stone, like a circular one, that we just break the wall and kind of like dump the stones in. But that's just going to fill up the water level. So what other ways could we come up with to seal the well? We could take the door off of the building that we're going to burn and lay it across the well and then maybe just put something heavy on top of it. Shaba, if you want to carry a boulder from a nearby area and put that on top, <laughs> that could work. Yeah, okay. With my strength of 11? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, that's a fairly temporary solution, but at least it... Yeah, prevents wild animals and stuff. Right, from drinking. Yeah. Okay, so that's the plan. Search the village seal the well, and burn down those two buildings. Is that okay with everybody? It is. I'm okay with this. You start searching the other buildings, and you don't find any other people as you're shouting. You don't hear any responses. However, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon or so, you've worked your way through half the village, breaking in and scouring the place. And, Tokus, you hear some kind of groaning as you approach the warehouse that you found the six bodies in. Oh, no. <gasps> what the crap? I had feared that this might be the outcome. If only you surface dwellers lived as we do, in these kinds of emergencies you can simply seal off the caves. I don't know why you <laughs> possess to live this way. I mean, in the chance of emergency, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because emergency zombies is always the first of our concerns. Yep. It's definitely a necrogen. I was actually assuming that it was just someone inside who's injured and maybe moaning for help, but... Um, Aslo, you can't be too careful with these things. I mean, they're zombies. 
maybe. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's ready our weapons. I ready my rapier. This is called a rapier. This is not your average sword. Ah, I have one as well, actually. Good choice. <laughs> Might we measure them to see... This <laughs> is longer. <laughs> well, it's not the length. Let's not turn this into a contest. Shaba, it's not the length of the rapier. I assure you, if I had a sword, it would be longer than both of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, I only have a bow and a, a, a knife made of stone that I made myself. I, I can see that, obviously. Looks like something you'd make homemade. All right. Uh, let's go in. Let's roll out, squad. All right, we approach the broken window and attempt to look inside. It is broad daylight, so we should have a pretty clear view. The first thing you notice is that the bodies on the ground look like they were disturbed. You see five of them lying there. Two of them have been heavily chewed on and pieces missing. I think the dogs found this place. Sounds that way. A few seconds later, you see the remaining body shambling into view in the window. Uh, Kill it with fire! Kill it, kill (laughs) it now! Is your fire starter working, Tokus? Oh, of course it is. Tip-top shape. Okay. Let's roll initiative. (laughs) That would be a 12 for Aslo. I'm going on a 14. 16. Okay. Tokus, you're first. (sighs) Well, hmm. This is complicated. I mean... I can't really get through the window on my own. Maybe I motion for Shaba, who conveniently is behind me in initiative, and uh, motion for another combo attack. Uh, I... Granted, it was enjoyable throwing you into a window, but I don't feel (laughs) so comfortable throwing you into that thing. Shaba, I just need a boost. Yeah, but I think we should just burn that building down like we were planning to do. Do you have torch? Anybody? Anybody torch? I have ten torches. I have five candles. Are you really going to go up to that thing and attack it? I mean, I, I can't reach the window. I mean, I want to. <laughs> I think he's got a point. Well, if you can't reach the window, then technically it can't reach you. So why don't we all just stay out here, and I will fire my bow at it <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> okay. It's standing right in front of the window. You could move up and attack it. It has partial cover. But you could try to stab it. Oh, so I can try to stab Yeah, I imagine it's just a waist-high window, so you'd be able to stab up at it. I don't feel like piercing weapons are very uh, effective against the undead. <laughs> but we have no way of knowing. Unless you've fought undead before. Well, I, I have dealt with this before. Mm. I, I changed my mind. Let's burn it. Let's burn it down. <laughs> okay, that's good. I like that. <laughs> so uh, I ready my fire starter, which again resembles like a small like welding gun or blowtorch. <laughs> And light a torch with it? Uh, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Actually, while you're pulling torches out, why don't you just pull three out, like in a bundle, and just light them all at the same time? That way you can just hand them off to us. All right. Burn, baby, burn. So I hand off the lit torches to my compadres. Shaba, it is your turn. I will take a torch and approach the building, not near the window but like over to the side and attempt to light the building on fire. <laughs> okay. Uh, these are thick boards. It'll probably take a while before it actually catches. Okay. I'll leave the torch like on the ground against the side of the building and just let it burn like that. Okay. Um, are you doing anything else? After I've put the torch down, I will take out my bow and knock an arrow and 
hold it at the downward ready, keeping the creature in my sights. Okay. Aslo. I will take a torch and go over near where Shaba put his down and put it next to it to create more fire in that area. And then back away. All right. Well, we've got the building going, so that's a start. <laughs> the zombie groans and puts his hand on the window, and you see blood dripping out as it is cut on the broken glass. And he climbs over the ledge and falls into a heap on the other side before standing up. Oh, crap. And uh, Tokus is still fairly close by. Oh, no. <laughs> so the zombie approaches and attempts to punch you. Oh, no, guys. This is a bad idea. <laughs> Tokus, no. Do we know that it's a zombie just by looking at it? I think you probably can tell. It's, you know, one of the people that you saw last night who's now walking around. Who was dead, who now is not. So we pretty much can yeah. put two and two together. <laughs> it's probably got skin hanging off. <laughs> Maybe he's been miraculously healed. I don't know. He don't look too healed to me. <laughs> <laughs> Having just come out of the window, it kind of stumbles forward and you easily manage to duck out of its grasp. <sighs> okay. Tokus. I ready my rapier, and I will attempt to slice at its legs. Maybe I can, you know, lop off a leg and make it hard for it to move around. Carve a T into its chest, like a tiny Zorro with the name Tokus. Yes, yes. (laughs) I take, like, a fencing position, you know, on guard. And I will... This is a strength roll, correct? Uh, It's an attack roll. So it's the better of your strength or dexterity plus two for proficiency with the weapon. And that is because, from a rules perspective, that's because it's a light weapon, the rapier? That's because it's a finesse weapon. Finesse weapon, okay. And finesse weapons are... Finesse weapons allow you... They allow you to use your dex bonus if it's better than your strength bonus. Which is, it's not. (laughs) Okay, so use your strength bonus then, plus two. So, 20. 20 hits. It's not exactly dodging. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so D8 plus two, I rolled a two, so four. Okay. You slash at one of its legs, which is rather ineffective because rapiers <laughs> are piercing weapons. <laughs> oh, that's how you use this thing. All right. <laughs> and its black blood oozes out and forms a little ooze creature coming out of its leg. Well, if you really want it to, I mean. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I think I think this is going to be hard enough for us, Shaba. <laughs> Because you said the blood was moving before, I figured it was itself a living organism, giving life to another organism, like a mastermind made of blood. <laughs> Shava, it's your turn. I full draw my bow and release my arrow towards center mass. So it's chest? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, I rolled an 11. It hits. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and that is D8 plus 3, so 8 piercing damage. It takes the arrow in the... In stride. <laughs> Probably in the back, and it doesn't flinch. Yep, mm. kind of figured. So, <laughs> Tokus, that was a slashing weapon or a piercing, the rapier? Is it the short sword that's either slashing or piercing? Rapier is piercing only. Piercing only. Well, guys, we're going to have to... Uh, Diversify our armament portfolio, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Everyone has only piercing weapons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Aslo also has piercing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has an effect if it's just that the zombie doesn't really care. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Kill it with fire. Yeah, no doubt. I would have been better off, like, I, I still have my torch in my hand. I should have just, <laughs> like, blunt hit him with the torch. Use it as a fire damage club. 
<laughs> yeah. Fire damage club. Torches, the fire damage club. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do anything else, Chapa, or is that it? Um, I ready another arrow, and I tell Stripey to stand down. Stripey only has three hit points, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why. Because he's, like, practically foaming at the mouth, like, tr- trying to <laughs> chew this thing's foot off. He wants blood, and uh, I'm telling him that's not the kind of blood you want, buddy. Aslo? Um, seeing this thing attack, <coughs> Tokus, uh, Aslo screams, No, Tokus! And then he instinctively pulls out a dagger and just throws it at the thing. <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> well, that would be a seven. So... <laughs> You're too scared and nervous to actually throw with any particular <laughs> skill at the moment. The dagger goes flying off into the bushes. Okay. And it ricochets off the side of the house and puts out both the torches. <laughs> no, <laughs> how did that happen? The physics. I don't understand. That would be pretty impressive considering he's throwing in the opposite direction. Well, I mean, he does knife throwing professionally in his act, so he's probably pretty good at it, even when he's bad. And then, uh, seeing that I missed... I, as a bonus action, say, Tokus, you have a beautiful heart. And then I give him a bardic inspiration die. (sighs) Yes! Your bald head is so shiny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm wearing the wig, but it's just lopsided. I still haven't fixed it. You guys didn't tell me. (laughs) Like slips down over your eyes while you're fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you fix it up in the morning when you were getting ready? Yeah, but like, there's no Uh, mirror. There's no... How would I... How would I know? How have you been fixing it so far on the road? You don't carry a mirror with you? Well, I look at a clean water source. Uh, It's reflective. hmm. And then I have to explain, like, while we're fighting the zombie, how a reflection works to Shaba. And I just do it very slowly. Yeah, I've never seen my reflection in a river. Well, you see the light particles. <laughs> okay, uh, the zombie picks himself up and takes another swing with both hands at Tokus. Oh. And clubs you across the face for four points of damage. Dude. Ouch. It is now Tokus' turn. Okay, so I underestimated this uh, zombie the first time, but not this time. Instead of using uh, the rapier, because I still have my torch, I will attempt to club the zombie this time. Yeah, club it with fire. Yes. This does. I mean, obviously this doesn't get any sort of bonus, but this is just based on my strength, correct? Yes, it's an improvised weapon, so... Yeah, so you don't have proficiency with it. All right. Um, hmm... I'm gonna I'm gonna use a little help from my friend here for this roll because I got a three so far. <laughs> well, three plus two. I have a five so far. Plus two, so um, that's still really bad. Seven is exactly the roll that just missed before. So. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I second wind here, or did um, I need to say yes. that I'm second winding? Okay. I will second wind. Bonus action. Okay. Second wind heals you for one d ten plus your level. We don't want this zombie to crit me and my adventure to be over. You, you guys are doing terrible. No offense. I mean, I am too, but it's like, <laughs> I don't want my turn to just be I miss with a torch. <laughs> All right, so I will attempt to second wind heal myself. I rolled an eight, so am I full heal? Yes. All right, cool. I'm done. <laughs> Shaba. I will pick up the torch that I set against the building, and I'll approach the creature and take a swing at it. So if my strength bonus is plus zero and I'm not proficient with fire damage clubs, then do I have a plus zero on this attack? Yes. <laughs> yep. 
Holy crap. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. Uh, well, hey, I rolled a 19. All right, hey. Yeah. Okay. So is it D6 for the club and then D6 for fire damage, or is there fire damage? I think it's like D4 fire damage, maybe. I'll say it's 1D4 bludgeoning, 1D4 fire. Okay. Is that you getting your D4 out? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, one bludgeoning and four fire damage. Okay. So you get a rather grazing hit with the torch itself, but you... But I swing really slowly, so the fire kind of sweeps over it. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you caught, like, the cloth it's wearing on fire? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so you singe it, and it's smoldering in front of you, but still going. (laughs) Aslo. Seeing that he has a few other options, he'll go ahead and draw his rapier and uh, tentatively run up and poke at it. That would be an 11. That hits. And uh, six piercing damage. You stab it through its gut, and it collapses onto your sword and gives out one final groan. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> sort of like back away. <laughs> Aslo, you did it. Oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, <clears throat> I had it in me the whole time. Oh, let's never do that again. The Damage Guild Podcast. An extra strength healing potion for your soul. Hey there, my name's Sean Abrams, and I'm role-playing as Tokus Alton, the half-mad scientist, half-impatient, sword-swinging rock gnome that you hopefully have come to love or hate. Got a quick message for you guys. Uh, I've been a long-time Twitch streamer, uh, mainly for Magic the Gathering. I'm also a mechanical engineering graduate. And I'm fairly new to Dungeons and Dragons, so you guys will hopefully get to enjoy learning and figuring out the game through me and uh, any silly new player mistakes I might and probably will make. Uh, If you're listening to this, you're about halfway through episode three. There's a good chance you'll be binge listening to the other episodes after listening to this um, and probably bugging us on our social media for the release date for the next episode. On the subject of social media, which is why I'm talking to you guys today, I'd like for you to head on over to our website. That's www.thedamageguild.com. There you can access other episodes, uh, biographies, our Facebook page where we will let you guys know about updates, our Twitch channel where we occasionally go live and do live D&D streams, uh, our YouTube where we archive those streams and other content. If you want to contact us directly, we also have that there too. Uh, That's useful for any shout outs you'd like to make, uh, comments, hopefully constructive or potential sponsorships. I'm talking to you, Chipotle representative. Now, enough messages. Back to the show. You are listening to the Damage Guild podcast. (sighs) So I shake the blood off of my rapier and wipe it off in the grass and stuff. That was not what I was expecting. And I immediately go back and set the torch against the side of the building again. Okay. It takes several minutes for it to sufficiently catch fire that you're sure that it's going to burn the rest of the way. But it's burning now. As this depot takes flame, I think Shaba is just kind of sick over what just happened and uh, collapses to the ground, just breathing heavily, like almost like having a panic attack. Shaba, are you alright? I I can't believe we just did that. That was a person once. 
I mean, granted, it was a human, but it was still a person. We just, we just, we just killed that thing. Yeah, but you've killed things before. I kill to eat, but I've never killed just to harm another creature. I know we were in danger, and I know it was trying to to hurt us, but I just can't seem to wrap my mind around it. Shaba, it wasn't a person anymore. The spell plague had taken hold. It was definitely a zombie. But you see, that's exactly what I'm worried about. If you're able to rationalize violence against a creature because you don't understand it, then where do you draw the line? Who are we to decide what is deserving of death? Shaba, I like to keep things cut and dry, so I kind of categorize things into two piles. Otherwise, I would go crazy. So I have this, you know, like your your friends, your family, things and people that you care about. That's one stack, right? Mm. Just trying to keep this, and I, I kind of slow down a little bit, just so I, w- I want to make sure Shaba really gets this. So. <laughs> so we have those in one pile. And then in the other pile, we have the people, things, monsters, uh, things that we don't care about, things that we would be okay killing if they tried to kill us. The zombie definitely fell into that category, Shaba. Can't you see that? It's not your fault. I do see that. I understand what you're saying. I just worry that... Well, I'm not afraid to fight. I avoid violence because of what it has cost me and what may happen if I let it take hold. What is it, Shaba? Tell. Many years ago when I was young... My father, the chieftain of the tribe of Arakashan, brought me and his finest warriors to negotiate a peace with the giants. The talks failed, and when my father shoved me aside and told me to run, I obeyed. I was the only one to escape with my life that day. When I returned to my tribe, they made me chieftain, And my first act was to order the tribe fled, and we left those hills never to return. It wasn't long before an older, stronger tribesman issued a challenge. Now, according to our laws, a chieftain who loses a challenge must be banished. So I took Stripey and left my mother and sister behind. Meanwhile, Kithganath, the man who bested me, took my sister as his mate and gave me the name Hammerstone to remind me of my shame. I've carried that shame with me through all these years, only time has twisted it, warped it into something different. I've let it fester within me for far too long, yet I know if I let it out, it will consume everything I am. Well, you can let the killing be up to me and Aslo then. I came on this trip because I thought that I would be able to help, to, to protect you, and I would feel that I'm not doing my part if I were to stand aside and let the same thing happen to you that happened to one of the people I love most in this world. I don't know if you've ever picked up a spider and plucked off its legs one by one, <laughs> but that is basically what I saw those giants do to my father. Mm. I watched him torn apart before my eyes. And I did nothing to stop it. Yeah, that's that's pretty gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest. That sounds awful. Perhaps when you attack other creatures, you can choose to do subdual damage. 
<laughs> and knock them unconscious instead of actually injuring them. You're right. That's a perfect solution. Why didn't I think of that before? Except you can't do some dual damage with a ranged weapon. Oh, yeah. Crap. Well, maybe we could create some tranquilizing arrows or venom. Or I could attach miniature boxing gloves to the arrowheads so that it's more like punching them at a distance. Yes. Even better. <laughs> Shaba, you know, I can't say I've encountered anything as terrifying as watching uh, my own family be torn apart limb from limb. <laughs> um, but uh, in my time traveling around playing shows at, at taverns and, and everything, you know, I witnessed my fair share of bar fights. And uh, it became apparent to me that uh, in those kinds of situations, either you are throwing the fists or you are being the one having thrown fists at. And so when those, uh, you know, when those fists turn into swords, you don't want to be the one having the uh, swords thrust at you. I suppose we've found ourselves in deeper than we thought. I thought we just came to find some lost men, but this is much bigger than I imagined it would be. Yeah, I've certainly never uh, encountered any undead before. I'd heard tales of them. I've I've sung tales of them, for that matter. Uh, you know, I've had my fair share of uh, scraps. You know, you kind of have to be able to defend yourself, being a, a rock gnome. Uh, I've journeyed many different caverns, especially the gem caverns. I've seen all sorts of things down in the caves. We've got kobolds, uh, other various cave beasts, lots of bats. Uh, like Like not your normal bats that you guys are probably used to. Yeah, I've I've seen bats before. Yeah, uh, you know I've I've seen deer running around outside. Um, I've eaten bats before and deer. That's gross. Um, I've seen you know living in the slums. I see some pretty big rats. So yeah, I've seen my fair share too. I guess really what I'm trying to say is it's kill or be killed in these kinds of situations. I guess I was so anxious to be on the road again to be traveling, and then. The promise of gold drew me in. But while my instinct tells me that I should turn back, we're too close to our destination. I've made a promise to you both by coming, and I don't intend to break that promise. I think you're right, Shaba. I think um, that we are close to our goal. I think that this was probably just a corner case. I don't think we're going to run into any more fighting things anytime soon. Um... <laughs> I can tell that you have a good heart, Shaba. You're a great employee, and besides, if you turn back now, it'd be a breach of contract, and, you know, you don't want that following you around for the rest of your life, so uh, you should probably come with us. Thanks, Aslo. You're a true friend. Anytime. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Aslo, but uh, I've experienced the spell plague before, and, you know, in that scenario, we managed to quarantine it, albeit at the cost of my hometown, but... I've never seen what this thing could possibly do in an open world setting. Mm. I don't think there's going to be as much left of that town as you might think. Well, I suppose there's only one way to find out. That is true. I say we press on, and if there's any way to return these men, or uh, at least parts of them, then <laughs> we should try to do so and get paid for our hard work. Agreed. So it's settled then. We'll go to Pilshire. We'll go to Pilshire. Indeed. Stripey votes against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So we'll proceed to execute our plan of burning the other building and covering the well, and then we will bid the town of the village, I should say, the village of wherever we are, (laughs) (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) The, The village of... Letwick. Letwick. Goodbye, yes. And be on our way. Not as merry as before, but we'll be on no. our way. Decidedly less merry, but <laughs> nevertheless on our way. Okay, so the building next to you, as you finish your conversation, you know, most of the roof is caught on fire and it's starting to fall in. Can I toast some marshmallows? <laughs> Over the body of the zombie? Yep. <laughs> Adds flavor. Do you do anything with the zombie body? I suppose we'd better burn it, too. Oh, that's right, because it's not actually in the fire. Yeah. Or just roll like roll it up against the side of the building and leave it there? Uh, we could, although I don't know that any of us wants to do that job in particular. <laughs> don't think we should touch it. No, yeah, you're right. Just burn it where it lies. Yeah. I light the zombie on fire with my torch. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> in the vein of gruesome things, this is something I learned listening to a uh, true crime podcast, but apparently it's actually incredibly difficult to burn a body. Mm. It takes, like, dozens and dozens of hours to completely yeah, it does. burn a body. It just, like, doesn't ignite. <laughs> I would assume that a zombie would be slightly easier, being that it's dead and desiccated, and a body tends to dry out when it mm. when it dies. But it's, it hasn't been dead that long, so we may be best off making some kind of a hammock out of, like, a sheet and then just heave-hoeing it into the, into the building where the flames are. Hmm. Yeah, that might be best. Yeah, kind of like take a like a bed sheet from one of the other houses and wrap it around and sort of push the zombie into it, lift it like a hammock, and then huh, swing. Yeah, that works. We could take the sheets from that old man's bed. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just take some sheets from an untouched bed with no disease on it? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we do all that. And it's most likely pretty late in the afternoon by now after we've set the other building because it was 3 o'clock when we saw this zombie, so it's probably more like 5 now. Yeah, it's taken you a couple hours to bring over the door and lay the, find some heavy rocks and put it on top for covering the well mm. and to set both buildings on fire and so on. So, yeah, yeah, it's getting close to the evening, I guess sunset in another couple hours. And from what you know, Pilshire should be roughly a day out still. Okay. A day meaning 24 hours or a day meaning a day's travel? A day's travel. Okay. Well, what do you guys want to do? I I personally would like to get out of this village and camp somewhere along the road. Because this place creeps me out. I would agree with that. Dokus? I'm still thinking about that creature we saw. What are the chances that that thing with two heads is headed where we're heading? Um, there were two of them. I thought it was two-headed. Yeah, there were two of them with two heads. So four heads total, two bodies. And eight legs. Yeah, and eight legs. To finish it. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine they were just looking for a bite to eat, and I don't know that they would necessarily be heading toward Pilshire, because if the plague is spreading out this way, then Pilshire was hit a time before Letwick. So the stuff there is older and more decayed if there is anything left. I'd say there's a chance that they'll be headed in the same direction, but they're nowhere around where we are now, so all we can Hmm. do is keep our eyes peeled and make sure that we're keeping watch instead of tinkering during the night. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
I, I think I see what you're trying to say. Uh, is there any potential that maybe we shouldn't just directly take the road? Like maybe even if it takes like an extra half day or day, maybe we should stick to the sides or the woods, stay a bit concealed? There aren't any woods. It's just grasslands. It's pretty much grassland here. There are still some trees here and there, but not a whole lot. And it's also getting rockier, so mm. stony ground, a few boulders, or parts of boulders kind of visible underneath overhangs and stuff like that. Then we must at least approach with caution. I agree. I, I would be fine with uh, diverging from the road, but I imagine walking through tall grass is going to be much easier for me than it will for you. Hmm. Yeah, you, halfling <laughs> and gnome, won't be able to see in front of you walking through the grass. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if I hop on Shaba's back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know each other that well yet. <laughs> we're not we're not at that point in our relationship. <laughs> but I just imagine the future, like, turning your left shoulder into, like, a workspace, like a little table. Yeah, ev- eventually you'll have little, like, desks, like, one on each shoulder. <laughs> just have, like... I'll be, like, filling out paperwork on one side. Yeah, and... basically, like, saddles with little, like, platforms attached to my head that you'll be, like, sitting there. Like, you're, you're not, like, with your legs hanging over the front. You'll literally be straddling my shoulders <laughs> facing inward. This is just like built into your, your mantle, your shoulder pads. Yeah. 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 Perhaps when we have some time, we can rig up a couple of uh, shoulder pad chairs for the two of you. Nice. Uh, so all in favor of staying with the road, Stripey raises his paw. Perhaps if we stick to the road, but have... Uh, our ranger scout ahead a little bit? Uh, there's an idea. Okay. I'll leave Stripey with you, too, uh, for protection. For his protection, not yours. And I'll... Mm. <laughs> Take him with you, too. That's an option. Uh, that's true. He does have a good smell check. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, alright. That's fine. Stripey and I will scout ahead by... Uh, I'll say... A hundred and twenty feet. Hmm. That way, if I'm attacked, I can turn around and fire a warning shot, and it will reach you. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So you head out of town on the eastern road, and things seem to be going pretty normally. Nothing of note at first. However, once you get outside of town about half a mile or so, um, Shaba, you're the only one, obviously, in front to see this, mm. but... You see, just off the road is a patch of cleared grass and the remains of an old campfire, next to which lies the body of one of those dogs or something like them. Oh. I forget. Which of us have dark vision? I know Tokus does. Only Tokus. Only Tokus. Only Tokus, yeah. So then as as the sun is going down, then... Well, not yet. It'll still be a couple hours. Okay. Uh, All right. I will halt and I'll motion for them to uh, advance as fast as their stubby little legs can carry them. (laughs) Okay, so they catch up to you? Yeah, we run up. Uh, There is the remains of a campfire up ahead, and there looks to be the corpse of uh, one of those dog things that we saw in the village. Have you had a chance to uh, investigate it yet? No, I figured we'd better approach as a group. All right, let's do so. We approach to within about 20 to 30 feet and take a look. And if all seems to be still and quiet, then we'll go up to it. You don't see anything moving. Uh, As you get closer, you notice that it looks like the 
body has several cuts going across it, and it's lying in a pool of dried blood, along with other splattered blood around the area. Fascinating. It really does have two heads. I wonder how it makes its decisions. (laughs) (laughs) It has cuts, and it's lying in a pool of dried blood. So, um, can I get a closer look and make a check to see if I can tell about how long it's been dead? Uh, would that be nature, survival? Um, I usually say medicine for seeing how long something's been dead. Oh, okay. I have the best medicine check. Aslo, what's your wisdom? Yes. Minus one. Okay, so wisdom is your dump stat. Yep. (laughs) Alright, I'll make a medicine check. Uh, it's a nine. Okay, you're not really sure, but also give me a nature check. Okay. Alright, a little better. A 12. Okay, so what you can tell is that the spots of blood, as well as the campfire, seem like they have been uh, disturbed somewhat by rain. So they've been around long enough for it to have rained. Okay. And the last rain that you remember was about three or four days ago, I believe. Yeah, yeah, a couple of days ago, a few days ago. Okay. All right, that's a clue. So does it look like maybe one of these dogs attacked a traveler or a group of travelers and they got in a fight and killed it? Yeah, does it look like it was um, cut open for its meat or something, or is it just, like, defensive? No, it, uh, there's no signs of any meat having been taken other than maybe by scavengers. But, yeah, there's a several cuts that look like things that you might expect from swords or okay. spears or things like that. Does the two-headed dog have any of the physical signs or characteristics of the zombie that we just fought? Uh, In other words, does it look like it may have been infected with any sort of disease? As far as you can tell, it looks about the same as the other dogs. I mean, you've never seen these kinds of things before, so you don't really know what they're supposed to look like. Okay. Um, I'm going to take out my knife and slash it open. Uh, down the chest, like down the sternum, and uh, review the contents of its stomach. <laughs> Ew! Gross! What are you doing? <laughs> do, it's okay. I'm, I do this with animals all the time when I strip them for eating. Shaba, I didn't realize you were hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this is just an investigative exercise. <laughs> ah, I see. Um, perhaps while he's doing that, I'd like to investigate the fire itself and See if I can tell how old it is. Uh, Just an investigation check, I take it? Sure. That would be an 18. Um, It's pretty old. It's probably been there for a couple of weeks, you'd guess. Hmm. But the body, the dog body is not decaying? It has decayed somewhat, but it's not fully decayed or anything. Okay. As for the contents of its stomach, you see... KFC! (laughs) Some... Finger-licking chicken. Well, you find some pieces of meat that you can't really identify at this point. Okay. It's been mostly digested, and you also find a few scraps of cloth. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Any signs Mm. that it may have eaten something either alive or something that wore clothes. Yeah. So these things are hostile toward uh, humanoids, one might say. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, does it look like it was skinny and underfed when it died? Like it may have, may have been attacking out of necessity for food? It's a little bit hard to tell with the way that it's decayed and okay. uh, been over time, but it doesn't look especially weak and skinny. Okay. Hmm. So they might be just aggressive. 
Uh, let's scour the surrounding area. Okay. Let's look around, take out our metal detectors, uh, put on <laughs> our x-ray goggles, <laughs> um, just look around for any scraps of food, any items that may have fallen in the dark, anything that could point to a sign of who was here. I'd say the chances are slim of finding anything, but it's definitely worth the search. Great idea. Let's split up, gang. <laughs> <laughs> Stay within sight of everybody else at all times. Don't go too far. Uh, everyone give me an investigation check. Okay. Eleven. Ten. A five. All right, you spend your time searching around. You find signs that it was inhabited. There are some footprints, mm. but you have no idea how many people might have been here or how long ago or anything. Okay, what size footprints? Can we differentiate between multiple sets? Um, they all look roughly human size, and you only find a few of them still left. Okay. Hmm. Um, any, any narrowness to the boot print, like female boots, male boots, uh, varying sizes at all? Or just calloused toes, perhaps? Yeah. Um, you would guess that they're male-sized. Okay. I get down on my hands and knees and smell the dirt where the boot print is. <laughs> Smells like dirt. Because <laughs> that's the kind of thing I feel like a seasoned tracker would do. Can you make a uh, survival check to learn more? Uh, it's possible. As a That's the tracking <laughs> skill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll, see if, I'll make a survival check to see if I can tell which direction the people who are here went in after they camped. When they left here. Also to see if you survive long enough to track them. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a survival check to see if I survive. <laughs> Noise, a 23. Okay. It has been quite a while since these footprints were put here, mm-hmm. but you do find that the one farthest away from the camp seems to be pointing towards Pilshire. Hmm. 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 Curiouser and curiouser. Something doesn't add up here, so if what you're telling us, Shaba, and what you're telling me, Aslo, is that the timetables don't quite match, and why would they camp here when there's two perfectly, I mean, albeit maybe not recently, but two perfectly good towns either way? <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah, two, two villages within a day's travel of each other, it would seem that there's very little reason to camp in between. Them. As I said, you're only about half a mile outside town right now. Yeah. Oh. You can see the village from where you are. Oh. Okay. oh huh. Huh. Okay. You mean out? We can see Letwick that we just came from. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, this makes that makes less sense. Yeah. So, in investigating the fire, I stoop down and like run a finger through the ashes and then like <laughs> taste them a little bit. I'm like, hmm. Mm, seems about two weeks or so. Is that what you said? Two weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, that yeah, you're right. That doesn't line up. Uh, I do the same thing with the two-headed dog's blood. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I don't actually. <laughs> uh, how would that be? And if if it is really two weeks, both the fire and the dog have been laying here for two weeks, then does that mean that Letwick has been as we saw it for two weeks? Hmm. It means that whoever camped here obviously had a reason not to go into the village, ostensibly. Right. And if that was two weeks ago, and the bodies that we saw were fairly recently dead, then maybe whoever camped at this fire had something to do 
with the plague. 